0: Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Today we're in a new series, not new series, we're continuing our series called No Big Deal. If you missed last week, I talked about friendships and lip gloss, right? And if you missed last week, it's one of those messages, whether you're old or young, you need to go listen to because it is fundamental when it comes to our lives. In fact, this week, I'm having to practice exactly what I preached to you all last week. About you need to be a friend that gets your friend to Jesus no matter what it takes. I'm having to practice that myself this week and be one of those friends to one of my friends. And and it's one of those things we never outgrow. So if you missed last week, man, go back, watch it. I promise you it is worth your time and will save you from a lot of heartache. But today, I wanna talk to you about this. And the title of my message is Open Up the Door, But Where Are the People? Open up the door. But where are the people and you guys remember this little story this little song that you did if you grew up in church here's the church right here's the steeple i think open the doors and here are the people right here's what happened this was the church during covid and we closed the doors and then we opened up the doors and i'm still going where are all the people right we're like, where'd they go? Where, where did all the people go? Where, and we've done a really good job. Um, in fact, since moving here, we've almost doubled in our attendance foundation church um, since moving to this place. And so it's been awesome to see what God is doing. And so, but this is a, I, I wanna talk to you today about it's a big deal when it comes to you attending church. It's a big deal when it comes to you attending church. And here's what I wanna say as we start off. Today, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad, feel guilty. Some of you are watching at home online, like I'm gonna skip this one right now, right? Um, Some of us, we haven't, maybe you haven't been to church in a while, and hear me, I am not trying to be a jerk. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but here's what I know. We don't get better by not hearing the truth. The truth makes us Better, and it brings correction to our life. And my job isn't to preach what's popular, but what is true and what is needed. And so today, as we get started, I wanna throw two disclaimers out there because when I say it's a big deal about you going to church, there's certain things that we say and then there's certain things that we throw out immediately when we hear this topic. And the first one is this, well, the church isn't perfect. The church in general isn't perfect. And I would say this, the church as a whole, the big church, every denomination, every church across America, across the world, it's not perfect. If you've been coming to Foundation Church, the moment you walked in, um, I was probably already here. So this is a very, very flawed church just based on who the pastor is. Can I tell you that? Like that is your amen moment right there. Like, like, This church is dysfunctional and messed up just based on who your pastor is. And so most of the time I say this, I I try to be transparent, I'm like, I'm preaching this with you, not to you, right? And and the church, it's never gonna be perfect. Church isn't perfect. Some of you say, well, I got hurt by church, I'm with you. I got hurt by pastors. Man, I've been, almost, pastors have tried to destroy me when I was on staff. I've been hurt by church people. I've been hurt by church people. But here's what I know. I'm still here. I'm still serving. I'm still leading. And even if I wasn't the lead pastor, I would still be involved because, man, going to church, it's a huge deal. It has a huge impact on our lives. Well, Justin, here's the second thing. Here's that second disclaimer. It's just too full of hypocrites for me to come to church. People are fake. People aren't real. Right? They just hide their imperfections, and you hear me say this all the time. It's okay not to be okay. It's just not okay to stay that way. We're great with people. Messes, come on. You're welcome to come in here, right? And, and uh, I'm, I'm just not going to church because there's too many hypocrites. Can I tell you, not going to church because there's too many hypocrites is like you saying, I'm not going to the gym because there's too many out-of-shape people. It's the exact... If they don't get to a place where they're gonna get better, man, what are we doing? And if, the play, if, we, if we just say you have to be real and you had to be who you are, man, they're never gonna get better if they don't come to a place where they can get better. So here's what I would tell you. Those two disclaimers thrown out there today. Here's what I would tell you. Going to church on a regular basis is a big deal. In my almost 25 years of ministry, I have never, 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 Seen someone's spiritual walk and their life get better by stepping away from church. I, I never have, but I have seen the opposite happen and become true almost every time. And here, here's what I love. One of my buddies said this, Named Ryan Summers. He's a pastor at Mustang. He's spoken here a couple of times. He said this. He said, the st- first step away from God is usually a step away from God's people. Can I tell you that is, I, I've just seen that to be true. And so today, I want us to spend some time on, well, why is going to church a big deal? Answering this why. Because we have a culture that says, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's an optional thing. And hear me today. This whole series has been like, we minimize things that are big deals. And the big deals, we, we just want to dismiss. And the little deals are what we're making life all about. And, and as your pastor, as someone who wants the best for you today, hear me. Going to church, attending church on the regular, being involved in church, it's a big, big deal. And here's why. First point going to church consistently helps you stay consistent in your walk with the Lord. Going to church consistently helps you stay consistent in your walk with the Lord. And here's a pushback on this Well, Justin, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. You're right. You're right. Well, Justin, here's pushback. Justin, everybody that goes to church isn't saved. Thank God, right? That is especially true here at Foundation Church. I don't want just to be a collection of saints. I wanna be a hospital for the lost, right? That's what we are called to be. I want people who are fake, and I want people who are a mess. Not everybody that's got it right, or what are we doing here? We're, not, we're so busy fighting for saved people that we're not fighting for lost people. Let's make sure that we're fighting for the lost, not competing for saved people that are going to other people's churches. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. After 25 years of watching this, you staying consistent in church helps bring consistency to your walk. Well, I don't have to go to church to be saved, and you're right, and I love, I love what Dr. Tony Evans said. He said this, I hear people say, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian, and they are absolutely right. Salvation is through faith alone in Christ alone, but you don't have to go home to be married, but stay away long enough, and your relationship will be affected, God tell you, when you stay away long enough from Christ's bride, which is the church, it starts affecting everything else. It does. And when your relationship with Christ goes south, so does everything else. Well, well we're just too busy, All right? We're too busy, we've got so much going on, and God understands, and hear me, God does understand, but I'm gonna push back on us being too busy. Right, check this out. This this read this stat this week blew my mind. The average Ameri- the average church time in America is 90 minutes to 2 hours a week for a grand total of about 4 days for the entire year. However, the average American spends 2 hours a day watching either Netflix, Prime, Hulu or Disney Plus for about 730 hours a year or 30 days a year. Hear me, we're not too busy to go to church, right? The reality is this, you make time for what you want to make time for. It, it, it's true, you, may, you find a way to make things happen that are important to you. And, 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 and I would say this, well Justin, does that mean I can never miss church? No right? Next week's Memorial Day weekend. A bunch of you are going to be gone. It doesn't mean you're going to hell. That's not this message. <laughs> it's not this, that's not, oh, he really timed this well before summer, for Memorial Day. I got you great. I see what you're doing, right? There's balance to this, but going back to the last week, right? Show me who your friends are, and I'll show you your future. Who you do life with matters. Your circle matters. And here's what the writer of Hebrews says. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 through 25 says this, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us, the church, consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more, as you see the day approaching two things about this scripture I want us to dive into let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds this word spur means this it means to motivate it means to encourage to stir up to challenge one another or this one I love this because a lot of us were really good at this but not in a good way to provoke I'm a great provoker I'm good at provoking people. I'm like, why are you getting so mad, Casey? I don't understand, right? It's not just about spurring, encouraging, challenging, provoking one another towards talking about one another, towards complaining about the church, towards us making church a click, to us making church more of a country club instead of a hospital. No, 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 no. It says this: you and I, the church. We are the church, right? It's not this building. It's the people that fill the building, right? Here, open the doors, and here are the people, right? It's this right here is the church. And it's about you and I encouraging, spurring, provoking, challenging one another to, to love and to good works, Not to stay stationary, but to go out, and as we did a whole sermon about this, whole sermon series, to go out and live life doing good. Not to stay neutral, but to stay living a life that is actively doing good. It also says this, the second part, and not giving up meeting with one another as some are in the habit of doing. Man, that rings true. Can we just take a step back for a second? When COVID hit, everything got weird. Can we just agree with that? We didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know what we were dealing with. And everything shut down. Right or wrong, your opinion, whatever, right? And so churches shut their doors. Schools shut their doors. Businesses shut their doors. And here's what I will tell you. you, know, you Hindsight's 20-20, we'll never shut our doors again. I'm just, I'm just telling you, we're never going to shut our doors again, right? Like. But, but we didn't know what we were dealing with. And so something was birthed even more so, and it was our online ministry, right? We've got people that are watching. And, man, for everybody watching, it was, it's been really awesome to watch that we have, like, over almost 200-plus people watch a week, right? We've had people watching online, right? And, and to everybody watching online, I love that you're tuning in. And... and people have been watching online, and then their first Sunday, we had, I think, two of the people that got baptized their last baptism have been watching online, and their first time to come in person was to get baptized. Like, lives are being changed, and eternity's affected because of what's happening on our online streaming, right? And it's incredible to see what's happening, but, but hear me. Some of us have gotten out of the habit of going to church, can, can we just be honest? Some of, some of us, and some of you are like, not me, I'm here today, right? You, you have never planned a better Sunday to come to church than today. You're like, oh, thank God, right? And all the online people are like, oh, gosh, right? But, but hear me, some of us, we've just gotten out of the habit, and just like you have to train yourself to break a habit, you have to train yourself to start a habit, And our online, hear me, it has been a great tool, but it was never called to be the solution. And why? Because you can't spur one another on to good works from your couch. You can't spur one another on to serving from your chair. It's really hard. And, and, and this is why I said that some of us, we just got out of the habit and we need to create a new habit called being part of the body of Christ. Because going to church is a big deal because it helps bring consistency to your life as we provoke one another, as we encourage one another and we spur one another on to love and to good works. The second reason that it's a big deal is, this, is that it's not just about going to church, it's about being the church, Right, It's not just about you sitting here. Well, I can just sit and watch from my house. You're exactly right. It's not just about going to church. It's about being the church. Can I tell you, it is always, always, always more fulfilling, more impacting, more connecting, more fun for you and I to be a contributor instead of just somebody that is taking it all in, Right? instead of us just just consuming that we are showing up and we're contributing to what is happening in the body of Christ Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 through 13 now these are the gifts God gave to the church the apostles the prophets the evangelists and the pastors and teachers And their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Here's here's what my job is to do. My job and the staff's job is to equip the church, right, the people to do the work of the ministry, for you to use your gifts and your talents for something bigger than just you and your castle. But to invest your time, to invest your energy, to invest your ability to invest in the next generation into the kingdom of God that is lasting and eternal. And when we do this, the Bible says this, the church becomes unified. Right and as we become the church we don't just become unified with vision and purpose but we become mature and we understand and we have full knowledge of what God's will and purpose is for us and here's what I see all the time and here's what I hear all the time well Justin you know I just I just I don't know if God will use me right I've messed up too much I've done done too much You know, I I don't have very many talents and I don't have very many abilities. Can I tell you, you are looking at probably the most untalented person in the world. The one talent I have is talking. I'm really good at neutralizing work projects. Just ask Hunter Wagner, right? Like, I'm really... Like when I show up on a job site, Jeff Wagner says this all the time when we're building playgrounds in Kenya, it's like losing two good hands. I'm like, I show up, I'm like, what are we doing guys? Look, monkey, right? Like we just start like, Looking at stuff, and, and if it was me, I would be like, man, church doesn't need this, right? Church doesn't need, don't need, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna yell at kids, so I can't serve the kids. I get too distracted greeting people because I, I'm, I'm just clowning around, I'm not greeting enough. And so I would be one of those people like, man, I just, nah, church is better off. And, and here's what I have. I asked Faith, one of our children's directors, to bring me a, a, just a whole pail full of crowns, right? And some of these crowns, well, here we go, are broken. Some of them, the paper's been ripped off. Some of them, like this one, this one looks like it's been untouched, right? Like you're like, that's a good crayon. Some of you are like, he says crown all the time. Crayon, here's your crayon, right? Tomato, so. And all these crowns look different. Some have been broken. Some of the paper's been ripped off. I mean, there's just shrapnel happening right there, right? I mean, there's. There's things that have happened to them. Look at like who uses this, right? What are we doing with this crown? We got a budget to replace this thing, but can I tell you? Last I checked, this crown can still color. You may feel broken. You may feel unworthy. You may feel like, ah, oh, the church wouldn't want me. I've messed up. I've done this. I'm too limited. I don't have talent. Can I tell you, just as every crown can still color, man, you sitting there, you watching online, your life can be used to reach the next generation, to be used to serve in church because God is an expert at using broken and busted and limited things and using it in such a way that he receives all the glory and all the praise because you were just willing to be used. Don't, don't sit there and say, well, I'm just too limited or I can't be used. You can be used because when you put your life in the hands of the master, it's up to him to use you and not just up to you. The other thing I would say is this. Parents, I hear this all the time. Well, how, how can I keep my kid following Jesus all their life? I, I got to tell you, there's no, there's no silver bullet. There's no easy And so there's no guarantee you can do everything right and they still may not turn out right. Can we just be honest? But I read this stat from George Barna and this research and he quizzed and researched and just was doing things about kids from 18 to 29 years old. And here's what I wanna share with you. 75% of kids leave church between the ages of 18 and 29, 75%, church, we gotta do better. We're losing 75% of our kids once they head off to college and they become a young professional. We got to do better. But out of the 25% that stayed involved in church and had a personal relationship that was active with Christ, five things, five things were common that were in their life out of the 25% that stayed connected to church. The first one is this. They ate dinner as a family on a regular basis. Let that sink in. Your dinner, this isn't even my message. Your dinner table is a sacred place. They ate dinner as a family on a regular basis. Number two, served with their families in ministry at church and trusted Number three, entrusted with responsibilities in ministry at an early age. Number four, had one spiritual experience at home a week. What's that mean? Are you talking about like you pray for them, right? You read the Bible together. They had a spiritual experience at home a week. Number five, had one adult, uh, one Christian adult in their lives other than a parent. Hear me, two of the five parents were about serving in ministry at church on a regular basis. Can I tell you, you need the church. Man, you need the body of Christ. Your kids need church and need to be involved in the body of Christ. And here's the other side of that, and the church needs you. Right? And if you want to see a sticking power where your kids are sticking in church and following the Lord, because here's a simple reality. Can I tell you, Mom and Dad, you're probably, this is going to burst your bubble. You're probably not raising the next major leaguer. You're probably not raising the next NFL player. Probably not raising the next NBA star or WNBA star, right? Probably not the next major league soccer player. But can I tell you who you are raising? You're raising a young man and a young woman who's going to become a grown man and a grown woman. And they're either going to follow Jesus the rest of their life or they're not. And you and I better be way more focused on that than we are their athletic ability. Because this, this matters. And if this is the big thing, then why are we focusing so much on this when the goal is to get them to this, right? And so parents, we have a job because as our family, man, as our family serves together, their relationship goes. And I just want to encourage you, right? We're gonna put this QR code back up because some of you didn't sign up, right? And some of you are like, this concerns my babies. I'm signing up. So Carla, if you can put the QR code back up there, some of you are getting your phones out now. You're like, oh no, my baby ain't going to hell, right? And that's not what we're saying. It's not what we're saying, but I will tell you this, is that families that serve together are better off together, right? It's, it's just fun, and we will open up the floodgates for you to serve as a family, for you to grieve, for you to be in the kids' area, for you to work on Wednesday nights, for you to be in A B together, man. It has a sticking power. I love this. It says, our kids are subconsciously deciding how important church will be to them by watching how important it is to us. Parents, it's a big Big deal. First Thessalonians five and eleven says this: so encourage each other and build each other up, just as you are already doing. And can we be a place where we are encouraging? One? There's there's such thing as positive peer pressure, right? I'm going to ask all of you out here. I'm going to ask all of you watching online. Start texting your friends. Where are you serving at church? I'm not. Well, let's come on serve with me, right? Say people, serve people. You're like, you're really driving this Sunday serve day home today, right? But it's a big deal, because we're not just called to consume, we're called to contribute. And we're called to not just go to church, but to be the church. And here's a challenge I want to give us today. Last thing. What I want to encourage Foundation Church, challenge us, dare us to be, is this. Let's live for what Really matters. Let's live for what really matters. I threw a Facebook post question out. Said, tell me a crazy story, something like this, about somebody leaving church, blah 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 blah. And in one day, I got 179 comments. One day. I, I thought it was my birthday. I was like, what's going on? Um 179 comments about why people have gone to church. In Philippians chapter one, verse nine through 10 says this. I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. And check this part out, for I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. I want you to understand what really matters. When I started reading through these 179 comments in under, under 24 hours, now it's over that. Here's what I came to understand. And I discovered two big things when it comes to this passage for I want you to understand what really matters. And when it came to this Facebook post is number one, we get offended over things that don't matter. We get offended, church, over things that just don't matter right here's some of the list I love this Jeff said I got offended and left the church because the pastor had a big nose there's a good thing we aren't in jeopardy of that happening here right (laughs) I just can't follow his mouth um anyways Ginger said people didn't get invited to a barbecue but it wasn't a church function and it was someone's house right I'm like what Andy said, kids were in a karate class and people thought it was some kind of devil worship, so they left. <laughs> These people were longtime members. Faith said, people weren't allowed to bring their pets to church. <laughs> Kristen said, the pastor's pants were too tight. <laughs> Got my tight pants on. Um, anyways, <laughs> Tina, we had a woman leave a Sunday school class about marriage led by a couple and this woman left because the woman of the couple leading the class was too pretty. (laughs) Only ugly people may serve. So that's what I'm understanding what that church was on. This is my favorite. Nikki said a church member left because he and the pastor had a disagreement on if Adam and Eve had a belly button or not. what are you, what are we doing? And thank God that's not the case here at Foundations. Because every, I don't know if he had a belly button or not. Like my mind is blown right now. I'm like, I have no clue. But can I tell you something? I hear all the time, it's too loud. It's not too loud. All right. It's too cold. It's too hot. Nobody talks to me. Somebody looked bad at me. Somebody was mean mugging me. Nobody said hi to me within the first 10 minutes, right? And, and what, what, what are we doing? We're getting offended over things that don't matter, Can I tell you who? We've got air conditioning and heat. So if it's hot or it's cold, man, thank God that you're sitting in a place that has air conditioning. Thank God we've got the ability to buy an AV system that we can have lights on and we can have sound, even if it's not your liking or your, well, I just don't like the way the church is. Me either. My job is to build a church that Christ is commanding, not that Justin Graves likes. And can I tell you, American church, We're getting offended over things that third world countries would look at us and laugh at. Like there are churches still meeting in the Ukraine right now that are in danger of being killed. And I promise you, they're not getting offended over these things. Well, nobody shook my hand in the five minutes, right? Who cares? I'm here to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that we would understand what really really matters, foundation church. Let's be that church. That we focus on what really matters. And some of us right now, you're getting offended over what I'm preaching. Stop it! Like I said, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but this is truth, and if we're gonna get better, we gotta hear the truth. Right, can I go? We gotta stop acting like spoiled children of the king and start acting like followers of Jesus. Because we're acting like brats. Let's just be honest. We're, we're acting like brats. We don't get our way. We're gonna go to another church till we do get our way. Anyways, if I offended you, go. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> <We're saved>. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the other thing. It's because your first service, right? We'll see how second service does. Um, Second thing is this, I gotta go, dadgummit. And we offend over things that don't matter. We offend people over things that don't matter. 178 comments, and there were some really sad comments. Some of them, Brittany said, had to pretend to be perfect and have no issues. Jessica said, my friends felt they didn't fit or belong because of their colored hair or tattoos. Jody said, divorced people couldn't serve, interracial couples were frowned upon. Tim said, nobody talked to us and treated us like leopards. So many people told me politics, Democrats, Republicans. It's been bad the last 12 years. Can we just agree with that? And listen to me, listen to me. Church, let's not offend people over things that don't matter. Were you saying politics don't matter? What I'm saying is we have to be a church where it's not about our feelings and our opinions, but we are about our purpose and calling. That, that's what it's about. So hear me, and I, I'm closing. It, it doesn't matter if you're single, married, or divorced, you're welcome here at Foundation Church. It doesn't matter if you're black, brown, yellow, green, purple, or white. If you're a white couple, brown couple, black couple, interracial couple, a green and purple couple, every race is welcome at Foundation Church. Can we just say that? If you're a Republican, you're welcome at Foundation Church. If you're a Democrat, you're welcome at Foundation Church. If you're an Independent, you're welcome at Foundation Church. If you're a weird person or a normal person, you're welcome at Foundation Church. Right? If you're rich or you're poor, you're welcome at Foundation Church. If you're young, I love this because we have a church that has both young and old. If you're young or you're old, you're welcome at Foundation Church. If you're healthy or you have a disability, you're welcome at Foundation Church. People who have it together and people who can't keep it together are welcome at Foundation Church. People who grew up in church who have never been to church or got hurt by church, you're welcome to Foundation Church. If you've got tattoos all over your body... Can I tell you, we have a tattoo model that comes to our second service. He got it all over his head. I'm like, ow, right? (laughs) You're welcome if I, I could care less. You're welcome to come to if you don't have any tattoos at all. You're welcome to come to Foundation Church. You got to pass that as bad, or you don't have a past at all. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. You're welcome at Foundation Church. If you've got hair or you're bald, you're welcome at Foundation Church. If you're tall or you're short, right? I'm anyways. You're welcome at Foundation Church. All I know is we are going to be a church that focuses on what matters, and Jesus says this that the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and your strength. And the second one is to love others as you're doing the first. That's what matters. That's what we're called to do. And Foundation Church, here's what I'm going to leave you with today. Let's focus on what matters. Because the church matters. And when we become the church, hear me. I believe this with all my heart. We're called Foundation Church to change the Tulsa metro area. And if we will be a church, the focus is on what matters. We'll be consistent in coming, consistent in getting involved. And we won't get offended and we'll stop offending others. Hear me, hear me. We're gonna change the city. No, no, no. We're gonna change the city if we will focus on what matters and focus and become the church that God has called us to be. Let's keep making Jesus famous. Let's pray, Lord, we love you. We thank you for today and I thank you. Man, your goodness and your faithfulness to us is overwhelming. And so Lord, I pray today that you would speak to us, that you would speak to our hearts, that you would speak to our souls, to our minds. And Lord, I know there are a lot of hard things that got preached today And I pray that we would take it with the humility and the correction that some of us need. Well, some of us, we we need it. Your word says that you correct those that you love. You love us enough to bring correction to us. And so Lord, I pray today that we wouldn't get offended about what was preached. (laughs) We wouldn't get offended about what other people have said. we would become, we, the people, we would become the church. You're calling Foundations Church to become. Because Lord, the church, your bride, it matters. It's a big deal. So Lord, I pray that we would not settle into what is easy as a church. But Lord, we would become all that you are calling FC to become. And that, Lord, we as followers of Christ, we would see what is our role. What is it you would have us to do as it comes and as it is in regards to becoming the church? Lord, I pray, move and let our best days be our future days. And let us keep seeing lives change and hope restored. It's in Jesus' name I pray, with heads bowed and eyes closed. Today, if you're here, you say, Justin, I'm here. I'm watching at home online. He said, I've never accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, or maybe you're here today and you say where I'm at isn't where I should be. I've drifted away from Him." I'm gonna count to three and all I want you to do is raise your hand. (coughs) We're not gonna have you stand up. We're not gonna lead you into another room. We're just gonna simply ask you to raise your hand because we believe this, that God sees a hand and he changes a heart. And today, nothing gets better by us pretending that nothing's wrong. And can I just challenge you right where you're at? Five seconds of crazy courage to take that step, to make that change. If that's you, when I count to three, I just invite you to raise your hand. We're gonna lead you in a prayer. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is there anyone else? You join these three hands that are lifted before we go any further in service today. You say, Justin, that's me. Yeah, is there anyone else? You join these four hands that are lifted before we go any further in service today. You just say, Justin, that's me. Man, there's a change that needs to happen. Because where I'm at isn't where I should be. Is there any, anyone else? If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I've sinned and that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I turn away from the life that I was living, I repent of it, and I turn to you. I ask that your love and grace would enter my life. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm gonna live for you the rest of my days. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message.